You're listening to Lake Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros. Chuck, it's that time of uh, month. We're back in the studio. Um, I'm real excited today because we have one of your clients in here, Chip Good, the president of Insurance Solutions. Chip, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So first things first, you brought in a special gift for Chuck, which you're the first person in, I don't know, Chuck, 30 episodes where somebody actually brought in a special gift. Why don't you tell the audience, supporting a local business, what you brought in today and how Chuck is, is going right into it. Yeah, I made the drive over from Concord this morning. I happened to look to see where the studio was, and uh, Lord and behold, there was Duck Donuts right in front of the studio. So I was, decided I was going to stop and get a coffee, maybe one beach ball donut. And I was like, I don't know. I've met with Chuck a couple times. He looks like he enjoy those, so I had to get, <laughs> had, had to get the six pack. You, you totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you should have seen his face light up yeah. when he walked in. It looked like it was December twenty fifth, around eight a.m. Maybe nineteen sixty eight. <laughs> Chuck's a little kid. That's trouble in a box, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. welcome to the show. Uh, for those out there that don't know who you are, uh, talk about what you do and and a little bit about your company. Yeah, so uh, I'm a North Carolina native, grew up in uh, Statesville, and uh, purchased this agency from a gentleman named Gary Hancock back in 2015. Uh, He started in 1998. Uh, We're primarily a property and casualty company, uh, so we do a lot of personal lines, uh, home, auto, uh, motorcycle, RV, boats, uh, anything that needs to be insured here on the lake, uh, we can do it. Uh, also do a little bit of commercial business, do a little bit of life insurance, health insurance. We do it all. So uh, we're a one-stop shop, independent agent. So, you know, we don't have access to every company in the in the state of North Carolina, but we've got enough to be dangerous. So what's the number one question that you get in insurance business? Because we've all been in, an in, you know, had an insurance agent. You have to, by law. If you're going to drive a car, you got to have insurance. You gotta, you're going to have a house, most likely you're going to have insurance. So what's the number one question people ask you? You know, it, it differs, but, uh, of course, the most is how much can you save me? Uh, everybody's price conscious these days, and, uh, you know, rates are always going up. Uh, I think what surprises a lot of people, though, is, you know, we live in a state, especially auto insurance-wise, where I think we're, last I checked, we were like seventh or eighth cheapest in the United States. So although your rates continue to go up uh, from a liability standpoint, uh, we're, we're still very cheap compared to South Carolina or Florida or Georgia or places like that. So is it the people sometimes may go outside of a local agent because you get the Geico and you got all these big companies and and they, they go there, especially as millennials, but it's all fun and it's all fun and games until you actually have a claim or something bad happens. And then you're ta- either you can talk to somebody and that's face to face or you talk to somebody on an 800 line that's 2,000 miles away. Exactly. Uh, You know, I think that's always been a, uh, for the last 15 years, it's been a a fear in the industry that people are going to go more and more direct. Um, But a lot of times, you know, you go direct and then when you do have that problem and you're in an 800 and you're talking to different people and you're having to repeat the same claim number or policy number and you can't get answers, people want to talk to a local agent. So uh, they may go for a while, but they're, sometimes they're like uh, ex-girlfriends. Uh, the ones you don't want to come back still come back. <laughs> but we love them all. Right. Love it. So, uh, Chip, let's do a little public service announcement for the uh, audience out there. Um, so I think a lot of people, if 
find themselves in this situation. They don't know what to do. So as an expert, as a pro, you know, should you get into a, a motor vehicle accident, go through the steps that you should immediately do uh, Yeah, in, in order. Yeah, I mean, the first thing, if you're in an accident, I mean, make sure everybody's okay. Uh, get pulled to the side of the road, get yourself to safety, get the other party to safety, contact the police officers, let the police come out there, make sure you get a police report. Uh, you know, as soon as all that's through, give your agent a call. Uh, that way we can note your file, uh, give you some suggestions of what to happen, uh, you know, what's next. Um, you know, if it's the other party that's at fault, you're going to want to file against their insurance because if you file against your policy, you're going to have to pay the deductible. You're going to have to wait on subrogation to happen, all that good stuff. So it's a lot easier. You know, a lot of people just jump the gun and they call their own company and say, I want you to deal with it. But you really need to go after the other party if they're the ones that are at fault. Um, but, you know, any kind of bills you have, um, you know, save them. You know, if you need to get a rental car right away and a claim adjuster hasn't, you know, been assigned, go get the, you know, go get the rental car keep hold of the receipts, you will get reimbursed. Um, but, you know, some people want to wait and then they get frustrated because it's been 48 hours. But you got to realize, you know, a claim adjuster may be dealing with 60 other claims. So uh, you're just one of 60. <laughs> I was advised to, you know, take pictures like yeah, immediately. Take, Don't take post pictures. them on social media, mind right. you, but but take pictures. Yep. It's interesting, you know, how the vehicle changes uh, over time. Uh, so, you know, people That's claim right. crazy things like the en- need a new engine when the bumper got dinged away. See, Jonathan, you're the <laughs> expert. That was a good point. Yeah, attorney told me that because I unfortunately, I've only been in one motor vehicle accident in my life. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, a woman just ran a red light turning left on Gilead here, and I was mm-hmm. going straight. And, uh, you know, we hit and collided, and I had a witness, too. And yeah. It's an interesting uh, state, though, um, in it, terms it really of, is. like, they did not find either of us at fault right. because to prove— Yep. It was difficult. So mind you, I didn't have any, um, my rates didn't go up or sur- there was no surcharge increase, but I ate the deductible, oh, which, yeah. which, stu- which oh, yeah. wasn't fun. A lot know? of times at that point, they're just kind of, all right, you, you file on your insurance, you file on yours and everybody moves forward. Yeah. Just so, nope. let's just cross our fingers that Chuck doesn't have an accident because of, uh, well, you know, Tesla's are not easy to repair. Well, he'll, the only accident he's going to have is from eating those donuts. <laughs> this is true. This is so, true. Uh, but, you know, you bring up claims, too. Another good point is I just ran into this issue yesterday is uh, homeowners claims. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, don't understand how home insurance companies work. And, and really, you don't want to file two claims in five years. Um, you're going to get away from standard companies at that point And a lot of times end up tripling your premium. So you may have a $1,000 premium and you may go to 3000 So, you know, I had a person that, uh, you know, had a water claim, uh, Two years ago, it paid out about 8000 I don't blame them for filing it. Um, but then they had another one this year, and it was only it only paid out like $1,200. And they filed it without talking to me first, and we just got a you know cancellation notice. And I notified them what's going to happen, and they're upset. And I'm like, hey, you know, if you'd have called and talked to me first, always, you know, if it's obviously if you got a fire that's burning your house down, that's going to be a claim. But if you got something minor, you may want to check it with your agent first. So if you had this uh, claim, so if you have, you're saying like if you have two or three claims within a short time span, 
then there's a good chance you might get canceled. And then if you go to another carrier, is that going to be tougher to get insurance? Or are they going to, they're going to definitely ask, have you ever been canceled, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's exactly right. And this is, once again, homeowner's insurance. So if you have two within five years, most of your preferred or standard carriers, I mean, that's your, your Erie's, your Liberty Mutuals, your, uh, you know, the companies that we, we work with, um, they're going to cancel. And so then we have to go to a brokerage and we have to go to what we call substandard or high risk place markets. And, and you can get insurance, but like I said, you're going to go from paying a thousand bucks a year to 3000 or 4000. So all of a sudden that $1,200 that got paid out on that second claim is going to be a lot, a uh, lot more expensive in the long run. So on that note, can, can, can you do that one for just another second? So there's, and I don't want to, I might ruffle some feathers if somebody listening to this that's a roofer, but you get people coming through and they're looking for just that one thing in order to replace that roof. So they want yeah. to file an insurance claim. There's some guys that are really good at that. Right. Uh, now they got drones, they're flying over, they're not just getting up on a ladder anymore. Sure. So I see that in my neighborhood. Now there's, the age of those roofs are getting pretty old. But a lot of people are filing insurance claims. My fear is that, okay, you get that, you know, have that insurance claim, pays for the roof, and then two years later, a hurricane blows through here, a pretty big storm. It does a bunch of damage to your house, trees down on top of your house, all this, this damage to your house. After that claim gets paid, you're probably going to get canceled. That's right. And so a lot of people see it as free money replacing these roofs and some of these other things that are going on but i look at it as a danger unless it's like something legitimate it's it's like a way around a, something that is legitimate exactly yeah and full disclosure i'm not a claim adjuster yeah. i'm not licensed you know i'm licensed to sell insurance right, but right. i've been around the industry enough yeah. now to see these yeah. things that happen and we had you know several hailstorms roll around through here in what may and april this year so right we did get a lot of a lot of roof claims, and uh, you know, I'd say eighty percent of them got approved, but twenty percent did not get approved. And uh, you know, unfortunately, that still goes. Even the ones that did not get approved still go against that guy's record, uh, the insured's record. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty good. So it still goes on their report, even though it pays out nothing. <laughs> so that's why I always say, you know, don't file the claim um, until you maybe have like that roof expert. Um, that comes out and someone you trust and they say, hey, this definitely has damage and I'm confident that a claim adjuster will approve this. Because sometimes they'll come out and say, yeah, I see some damage, but, you know, depends on what adjuster you get or which company you have, it could be 50-50. They may approve this, they may not. So it's it's a catch-22. It's so funny you brought that up. You must have been reading my mind because I literally was going to mention roofs. Um, but it's interesting, too. I was, I was uh, educated recently that if you do have some um, hail damage potentially or you think your roof needs repair, the fir- a lot of people's first call is to you. It should be to the estimator or the roof contractor to give you, you know, to, to legitimize if there's a legitimate claim or not. That's you right. Know, get that free estimate and then call the insurance That's company. That's exactly right. Get so, the free estimate. I mean, well, obviously, if yeah. you got water pouring in your sure. house, you got a roof problem. Um, and like I said, call your agent. I mean, you can call us and we can refer you to, you know, roof experts that we trust, um, not just a storm chaser that's out trying to collect your money. Right. Um uh, and then they can confirm, like I said, they can say, hey, yeah, you, you definitely got storm damage. I'm, I'm, you know, they're never going to say 100%, but I feel like this will be approved by insurance. Or sometimes they're going to be like, man, you got such little damage here that 
I don't know. You can file it if you want, or uh, but it's going to come down to the adjuster. Let's go over the basics for a second. So, you know, I don't know what your typical client looks like. You know, are they a young married couple? Are they in their 40s with kids? But let's just start bare, bare basics here. What are the must-haves for insurance, regardless of who you are, just to get started that you want to just go ahead and, you know, call out for everybody? Yeah, so from an auto insurance, if, if you're licensed in the state of North Carolina, you have to be on a policy. Uh, if you own a car, that car has to have liability insurance. The state requires 30,000 bodily injury, 60,000 aggregate, and 25,000 physical damage. Um, now that, to me, in my opinion, is very low. Um, there are a lot of vehicles out there, first of all, that uh, are worth more than 25,000. So if you uh, run into... Uh, Chuck's Tesla here, and it's uh, you're going to be paying a lot of money. Ninety thousand. Your insurance company is going to pay twenty five thousand, and uh, you could be on the hook for the rest. So you know, unfortunately, you know, people are always looking for the not everyone, but a lot of people are looking for the cheapest uh, coverage they can get. So they lower those liability limits where you could go from the thirty sixty minimum up to two fifty five hundred, and it's only going to cost you. $200 more a year, $300 more a year, and you've got so much more protection, you know. Um, you know, I've got a buddy that uh, his parents, they, they live down in Florida, and his mom hit someone, and, I mean, their liability is only going to pay out a certain amount, and, I mean, here they are in their mid-80s and, and could be losing everything. So, And that's where getting into other coverage is an umbrella policy right. is really important. Um, that's not required, but once again, when you're – uh, liability limits get or exceed to the max on an auto policy or a homeowner's policy, then your umbrella kicks in. So always think of an umbrella. You know, it starts to rain. All of a sudden, it starts to pour. You want to pop that umbrella up. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't have to quote now on the podcast, but a million-dollar umbrella is 300 bucks a year. Yeah, I mean, at that, you know, two, 300 bucks. Um, got somebody just did a $2 million umbrella for 400 bucks. So, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's well worth the money. It is yeah. pennies on the dollar. I've had it for and, 20 years. Yeah, and you feel like you're throwing money away when you do it, but at the same time, you see that one person that comes through your office and you wish they had that umbrella Well, it's kind of like the analogy of medical insurance uh, for, for a second. I think a lot of people, I have friends, <laughs> I wish I hope are listening to this, that are like, well, I don't take any prescriptions. I never, I'm never sick. I don't go to the doctor. I don't need insurance. Well, that's not what insurance is really for. Right. It's when you're in the ER for two days to, to the tune of 100000 That's right. Because you're in a car accident. Right. You know, things like that. That's really where So the umbrella is a good point. Yeah. I mean, insurance, exactly. If we all knew when the accident was going to happen to us or you're going to get sick, then, yeah, we'd all buy it the day before or anything <laughs> right. else. But, you know, you know, insurance was, uh, I think, Ben Franklin is, is the one that kind of right? started, yeah, uh, came up with the concept of everybody pooling their money and resources. And, you know, to me, that's what the insurance is about. I mean, yeah, you may pay in it for 30 years or 50 years and, never touch a dime of it but you know at some point you may need it or a family or a friend or someone else and and it's it's is really community so just real quick basics just to recap so auto insurance from a liability standpoint minimum uh you you definitely recommend an umbrella for most people and mm-hmm. uh, what else people um, if you rent an apartment or you own a home you, you need something yeah so a lot of times when you rent uh, they do require renter's insurance uh usually up to at least a hundred thousand dollar liability um you 
you're usually looking at, um, you know, fifteen to 20,000 of contents, which is all, you know, your furniture, your belongings, anything that you own inside the apartment or the house that you're renting. You can usually do a runner's policy for $200 a year or less. Okay. So it's very, very inexpensive. Anything um, else you can think of? Just, you don't have to explain it in detail, but just yeah. policies that you think everybody, it's like a must-have. Yeah, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously if you have a car, if you, um, you know, if it's got any value to it, even if you don't owe the bank, I would probably keep physical damage on it. So Collision. Collision, yeah. comprehensive, uh, you know, everybody, there's a lot of deer in the area, rocks through windshield, things like that. Okay. Uh, your homeowner's policy, I mean, you, you want full replacement on that. So, you know, either a HO3 policy or an HE7 are going to be your two big policies on the homeowner side that you're going to want to look at. Wow. So tell us about what you did before insurance, because you've told me a little, but we really have not talked a lot about it. Oh, yeah. So uh, my background grew up in Statesville, been around, uh, sorry, been around the uh, you know NASCAR industry forever. Uh, my dad was a, a big into it. And so I started traveling with him as a kid. Uh, went to school at UNC Charlotte. I uh, loved stick and ball sports, basketball, football, that good stuff. But started pitting race cars my junior year in college for Roush Racing and got involved in the NASCAR industry. That was 1998. And uh, I actually stopped pitting cars in 2016. So I did it for 19 years, over 700 total races. Um, didn't get as many wins as I'd like, but had a great time, met a lot of great people, and, um, you know, got in the insurance in 2013, um, so I over overlapped for a couple years where I was selling insurance during the week and pitting race cars on the weekend. Wow. So, that's long story short. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chip, thanks for being on with us today. Uh, tell our listeners how they can find you and your business. Where can they go? Okay, we are downtown Mooresville, 103 North Church Street phone number 704-664-9495. Our website is get, G-E-T, insurancesolutions.com. And we have a great website um, put on by great people. And uh, yeah, give us a call anytime. We're open 830 to 5, Monday through Friday. 